Hello and welcome to the Every Child Every Day podcast. I'm your host, Rob Arnold, Superintendent of Amherst County Public Schools. Last week, we explored uh, ways to help your student with early reading strategies that can be used at home to help support literacy. Today, we will move our attention to building a foundation for math. Joining us for the conversation is Wanda Smith, Supervisor of Math, Science, and Gifted Education in Amherst County, and Jill Gwill, the Amherst County Division Math Specialist. Our two guests will discuss the importance of using numbers and foundational math concepts in the home and why it is so important to understand numbers before trying to learn math skills. Please join us for this very important conversation. Welcome to the show, Wanda and Jill. Thank you for having us. Yes, excited to be here. Okay, so let's start first by um, introducing yourself and explaining your role with the school system. Okay, my name is Wanda Smith. I'm the supervisor of math, science, gifted, and elective programs, and part of my job is to oversee K through 12 programs in math and science, as well as gifted programs, including the governor's school with the high school and STEM programs, and also with the elective programs that covers the fine arts departments with band, choral, and music. Okay. And I'm Jill Gwill. I'm the math instructional support specialist for Amherst County Public Schools. Um, I primarily work with the elementary schools in helping to provide math resources, um, work with teachers with lesson planning to make sure that their lessons are aligned to the Virginia standards of learning, and also look at data with teachers uh, to decide strengths, weaknesses, and areas that we can meet the needs of all of our learners. All right. So... Last week, we talked about literacy. We talked about uh, helping parents with uh, younger students start to build those foundations uh, at home, you know, as a supporting their, their, their students. And so today, we're going to talk about math, and you are both our resident experts in, in math. And so one of the things that happens with math uh, for, for parents, uh, and we're all parents, is we think about math and calculus and the, the higher levels of math and how difficult that was and, and, and pretty emotional uh, for, for uh, adults that uh, their experiences in math weren't always the greatest, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about very foundational skills, skills that parents, right, and things right. that parents can do at home <laughs> to help build. So one day eventually... Uh, calculus uh, for their students will be will be not so challenging. not so challenging, mm-hmm. right? So, right. let's start with uh, the age group of students that haven't quite entered school, maybe pre-K age, mm-hmm. thir- three years old, four years old. So, what are some of the actions that uh, parents can take uh, to help better prepare them for providing a solid foundation in math? Well, I think the biggest thing is like building their sense of understanding how numbers work. And you might hear teachers use the term number sense. Number sense has to do with dealing with quantities and concepts like more or less or smaller and greater. Um, When they look at numbers, they have to see their inner workings, uh, understanding like four is half of eight or 10 is less than 12, recognizing relationships and that a number represents something, a quantity or a set or a group. And those are simplistic things that you can embed in your everyday existence as you're going through things in your household, Um, understanding that there's an order to things, what happens first, second, and third. You know, those are things that you can 
bring about when you're cleaning or when you're cooking. So math is around us every day. It's just taking an intentional mindset to bring it up to the forefront so that your kids see it. Any examples of what that might look like? Uh, yeah, for example, um, encourage your children to look for patterns. And those could be things, uh, colors or shapes that they're seeing. Um, you can even use it with food items like cereals that you might have at home. Um, ask them if they can uh, extend the patterns or um, find repeating patterns. Um, playing board games with your children, they would absolutely love it, uh, especially board games that have dice and getting your uh, children to compose or put numbers together. Uh, for instance, you know, if they're looking at, they want to move five spaces on the board, they can start thinking, um, what am I going to need to roll to get there? I can roll a one and a four. Oh, wait a minute, I can roll a two and a three. Um, so looking at uh, doing things like that is uh, extremely beneficial for your kids. So, it, so at no point you guys are talking about math skills like adding, subtracting, no, no, multiplication, no, it's so division. Work. It's, e it's even, broader. Than right, that, right. Even times like bath time we talked mm -hmm. about throwing Tupperware containers and different things into the water and have them measuring which one is he heavier, which one holds more. You know, it, it's simplistic things like that so they can understand these concepts without making them seem so heavy. Right. You know, and just even another example, for instance, I mean, it just, it, you know, sounds kind of funny, but, you know, yes, we want them to know, um, you know, how to write a number and that they can count their, you know, with their numbers and, and so forth. But as Wanda was saying, truly understanding what a number means. So for instance, the number five, um, you know, put five toy cars in a pillowcase and put two toy cars in another pillowcase and ask, you know, so they understand what does five feel like? Um, you know, it's heavier, it's larger, it takes up more space in the pillowcase. Um, just getting a true foundation of number sense. Okay. And so is there any difference in maybe what parents would be doing to support their child once they've entered school? Um, how, how might that change? I think one of the biggest things is um, sometimes we already have preconceived ideas about math. As parents, we might not have had the best experiences with math when we were growing up, so you have to be very careful that you don't project a negative connotation to math when you're speaking to your children about math. It creates unnecessary anxiety. Even a child that might be strong in math might start experiencing anxiety if you project that out to them. So just be careful the type of language that you use, because research does show that a parent's perception about math can also increase high levels of great performance or lower levels of performance. Okay, so, yeah. and, and on two of our other podcasts, one on test anxiety and mm -hmm. uh, getting prepared to go back to school, that was exactly the, mm -hmm. the advice was positive talk. Yep. Positive talk about uh, school and in this mm -hmm. case. No matter how happens. you felt about it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Keep That's it right. positive. Okay, yes. good. Anything else? Um, also, you know, while your child is in school, don't be afraid to have those conversations with their teachers as far as questions that you may want to ask is, you know, what are my child's specific strengths and weaknesses in math? Um, does my child seek clarification by asking questions if they don't understand uh, the lesson? Um, do you feel like my child's not answering questions because they um, lack clarity um, or they don't um, understand, you know, how to do the computational aspect of it, um, or are they just not understanding the complete concept at all? Um, 
obviously uh, what are resources available to me as parents that I can work with my child and better help my child and and what is the teacher's strongest concern basically regarding your child's math performance? So we, for reading, we have a PALS assessment that kind of a report is given that can go home. Is there is there anything similar that we're doing uh, with math outside of maybe the Yes, or, or go ahead. we go have ahead. the IXL math program, okay. and that's something that runs from third grade all the way to 12th grade. And there is a component that can be um, utilized at home. Parents can get reports and see what their progress of their child is um, on certain concepts, and it'll narrow down where their strengths and where their weaknesses are. It even gives them videos to kind of help give them pointers on how they could help strengthen it. It's, it's made primarily for a, a teacher to use, but it's very parent-friendly as well so that you can utilize it at home. And if you do not have computer access, at least ask the teacher to maybe even give you a printout of that report so that you can see what could you be focusing on at home to build up those skills that they're weak in. Okay. So are there... Are there indicators uh, as as students start to progress through school as a parent they should be looking for to, to maybe determine whether there's a, a struggle? Uh, you know, and greater than just, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult, I have to work through it, that, that there are more struggles than they uh, would normally have. And they can show up at, struggles can show up at different times because, uh, a child might be really strong in one concept and then another one comes along. They might be well in multiplication and then long division shows up and it gives them some hiccups. But sometimes you have to keep keep up with the subtle clues. Um, they're not wanting to do their homework. It's taking them longer to get through the thought process of the problem solving, remembering the steps that go along with it. It could be they just need more practice or maybe even a different strategy to attack it. Sometimes the teacher might give them a strategy, but you might even be able to come up with a different one at home that might sink in better with their thinking and it helps them grasp an understanding of the skill. You know, and oftentimes in younger children, you see them having trouble organizing um, things um, in a logical way, such as maybe sequencing or possibly grouping objects together that share the same common attributes. Um, intermediate age children will have difficulty with mental math concepts. Um, you may see them experiencing difficulties finding different approaches to solving a problem as um, kids get older, you may even hear them say things, well, my teacher doesn't teach it or my teacher doesn't help me. And although um, that may not be the case, and we certainly hope it's not, um, that's still an indicator or a sign that your child is struggling. And probably the biggest indicator that you will notice is that when uh, maybe possibly doing homework and a child, um, you know, just looks at the problem and immediately says, I can't do this and um, without even trying to write the problem down or, or attempting it at that point, you know, definite red flag that um, they've given up before they've even begun or started. And when that happens, what should, what should a parent do? Well, try to walk them through the problem to try to figure out where is it that you feel like you're struggling at? What seems to be the point where you feel like you're struggling? How would you, if you had to teach me, how would you explain it to me if I was the one doing the problem? Because somewhere along the line, they have an understanding, but it's the fear of not getting it right that sometimes keeps them from pursuing it further. So you have to reassure them that it's okay. We learn so much from our mistakes, and even our mistakes give our teachers insight as to what they can help you with. So give them that sense of, I can do it, I can try. Putting an effort in is going to help my teacher learn how to support me better. And same thing with my parent. Right. And then obviously contact 
school contact yes, teacher. Absolutely. Um, build that relationship there. Let me go back to one one word or one phrase you used. I want to make sure that our listeners understand. You said mental math yes. models. Yes. Can you explain that? Um, that might be... Uh, just being able to use... Um, uh, things that they've learned, um, different properties in math along the way um, to put numbers together in their in their head without having to write it down on paper and and solve it to to look at different a variety of ways that again composing putting numbers together um, different strategies that they can use through multiplication that again they're not having to write it down on pencil paper that they can um, do it in their heads. Okay. All right. So. Uh, you know, even if there uh, there are some struggles or or not, uh, as parents, I think we always are looking for resources. You know, whether they're in or out of school. So, what what what's available to to parents to help support math in the in the home, especially? Right. Well, each of our schools have a parent resource center, and some people think it's just for reading, but they do have math activities that parents can check out and utilize at home and check it out for a week or a week and a half and bring it back and get new materials. The reflex math that we use with grades two through five, that's for math fluency, for basic facts and adding, subtracting. That's a program you can use at home. The IXL math program for K through 12, that works at home as well. Our new math textbooks also have an online piece that parents might find very useful. Oftentimes they have videos that are linked to them and you can even access them from a smartphone. You don't necessarily have to have a computer for that. Um, Khan Academy is another um, tool that I know the teachers use in the classroom. Even going to the Dollar Tree, I go to the Dollar Tree every once in a while, I look at the educational section, you'd be amazed at the type of resources they have, particularly for pre-K foundational skills that you can purchase easily and utilize on a regular basis. Um, and there was one app, a bedtime math app, that you can get on your phone. And instead of reading a story to your child at night, you do a simplistic word problem. And it's something you can talk about. And as much as you make it every day and in regular conversation, it makes it a part of their everyday conversation. So they feel empowered by that. So are those listed anywhere or are they, you know, all of them? Because there are quite a few that you, you right. mentioned. Can they, they just call? Some of them are teacher? on our website, okay. but I'm constantly updating that. So okay. IXL and Reflex are listed on there, but we're getting links added to it as we come across refreshing our resources mm -hmm. to keep ourselves updated. Some okay. of the things that we had needed to be replaced with newer models of the links. So they, you can find these information on the website as well. Okay. Any other resources that, uh, how about at school, right? How about in school if, if say, student is struggling in school? Uh, what are the resources that are available um, in school? Is there just the general remediation that might occur or? Well, we encourage many of our teachers to use guided math, which is breaking down the classroom into smaller groups so that you can be very specific to a child's strengths and weaknesses. So if they've already mastered a skill, but they're weaker in another concept that you can kind of hone in on it without talking to them in a group of 20. Instead, you have a group of three or four students who have the same pretty much capabilities and you can kind of narrow down in on how you're reviewing and how you're um, scaffolding to give them what they need so that they so can So a lot of small group it. work is happening yes. with our teachers. And mm -hmm. so they're getting more one-on-one -on -one or one-on... The smaller, smaller the group, the better yeah. the group. Yeah. <laughs> and, and getting away, actually, um, we're seeing less and less of math being taught as a whole group um, and, and more taught with those smaller groups so that you're meeting the needs. And, you know, while some students may need some more scaffolding and 
and supports, um, you know, you're able to give them that while, you know, as Wanda said, you may have another group of students who they need to be challenged and enriched and you can take them to the next level. Um, there's no reason to make them continue to do the same things if they've already got it. So um, I think, too, in some of the schools, and that's why it'd be important to, you know, definitely stay in contact and build that relationship with your child's teacher because um, at certain schools, they also have, you know, people that volunteer and come in to do, you know, remediation. Um, I know that there are some teachers who have reached out to parents and they come in um, before school, um, a half an hour before school time and so forth. So, again, definitely, you know, keeping in contact with your child's teacher to see what is actually available that can um, be done to help your child more. Okay. Any any other advice that uh, you could you could give that uh, you didn't have the opportunity to, to? Math can be a beautiful thing. Math is it, a beautiful it thing. It really can be, and I, and that comes from someone who may not. I did not enjoy math as a younger person, but I appreciated it based on how I. Um, the more common, the more confidence I got in it. So you know, that's the same thing I want you to kind of understand with the kids that we have here in Amherst County. Everybody can appreciate math. Everybody can see the beauty in math. You just have to be open to diving into it and not to be afraid of it. It's not a fear factor. Okay. Well, and, and I think we, we're our own worst enemy sometimes with that. Even in education, we talk about how, how maybe math is difficult or I didn't learn math that mm -hmm. way or, you know, all of, all of these things that you hear over and over. It, but it, it is accessible. Yes, it is. And, and especially, I, I think it's very important, uh, especially parents of younger children, that math at that age is not learning your multiplication tables mm -hmm. and adding, subtracting. It is actually learning how many of something there are and right. how what's more or what's less. And these are very common, mm -hmm. common terms, and that, that makes math more accessible. And it so does. there are all these opportunities, it sounds like, in the home where you can you can help students, uh, your children, understand that. And so, Yeah, I think the more that we can help them understand that math is, is everywhere around them. Um, and, and, you know, when they start looking around, you know, they can see math. And that's, I guess, what it is, is getting kids to actually see math. Um, but it's, it's everywhere it's in the they grocery look. Store. It's in the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, it's, it's Friday night at a football game. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, asking your kids, you know, is it, is it possible for a team to score 22 points? Well, how might that look? Yeah, what would have to happen? Yeah. Is there only one way that that can happen? That was one of the best ways I learned math. Yeah, exactly. Through sports. And you can tie it in. It's, it's mm -hmm. everywhere yeah. you look. You mm -hmm. can tie right. math in. Even many of the kids that work on farms and they, mm -hmm. they do a lot of things on the, um, with their parents as far as um, buying things and, you know, getting inventories. It's all a part of math and it's common and they're not realizing how empowered they are and how much they are bringing to the table already that can make them even more successful in school. It's good. So we can do this. Yes, we absolutely have got this. We can do this. Absolutely, we can. We can be successful in math. And and I do want to reiterate though that if you do, as a parent, find your your child is struggling or or pushing back on, you know that they can't they they can't do it or they don't want to do it, those kinds of things, 
please reach out to to your teacher. Uh, they they all can they all want to help. They want your child to be successful. And and I I know I sound like a broken record, but it is very important that parents and and our teachers and our students all have a good relationship and, and can can work through these issues. Um, so I want to thank both of you uh, for for coming on and helping helping our parents uh, get a little bit better understanding of how to uh, attack uh, math at home. And um, any last words from either of you? No, I'm, thank you for having yes. us and the opportunity. Well, and, and you guys are available too if people need to yes. reach out. Um, Absolutely. Yes, We're on yes, the please. county website. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. And so thank you again uh, to all the listeners. I uh, appreciate you taking your time and hope that you will use some of this advice and uh, help your help your students get a better understanding of math at an early age. So it is not the the uh, the negative experience that we all talk about uh, later on in in school. So uh, at this point, this is the end of our show today. I I appreciate you listening again. Everybody have a great day.